Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. I've got a question for you. Are you the business owner or are you an employee in your business? Now, I know that a lot of you are going to be like, of course, I'm the business owner. I'm not an employee in my business, but I just want to dig in a little bit. So let's go back a few years. Let's say 2016, right? So eight years ago now. So I was two years into my commercial salon journey and I I brought on a couple of staff members and I was working flat out. I was wearing all the hats. I was running around like a crazy person and I wanted to be the best and most sought after lash artist, or not just lash artist, beauty therapist in my salon because we were offering a heap of services back then. We were offering, you know, makeup and body waxing and tanning and I think we we're still offering nails too. Like we did, we used to do a lot of stuff and I wanted to be the best. I had to be the best, wanted to be the best. I used to get cranky if people asked for other people or they didn't ask for me. My ego didn't like it. I had to be the best. And yeah, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on training and endless hours trying to perfect my craft. I wanted to be the best, had to be the best. I thought that if I was the best and everyone knew it and I took really good photos and videos of my work and I could put that out there on socials and everyone would know that Lauren was the best at lashes. I thought that that was going to grow my salon and I was wrong. The only thing it did was keep me busy. Clients only wanted me, right? Because all these photos that they were seeing on Instagram, you know, these great before and afters and and videos and things of my work were wanting them to just keep booking in with me. They didn't want anybody else in my salon. And it was keeping me stuck, keeping me stuck. I couldn't grow. I couldn't focus on the things that I needed to be focusing on to grow my business because I was so busy with clients all the time. Everyone always wanted me. Now, being the best, and especially when you have a team, you know, and this happens so, so often, nearly everyone that I talk to that brings staff onto their team. It's either one of two extremes. They bring staff on and then they still continue to be the busiest in the salon and make the most money and have the highest client retention rate while their staff were kind of standing around going, oh, well, today's gappy. And, you know, then there would be resentment from the salon owner going, oh, I don't do anything and they don't, you know, because you haven't got time. Let's face it. You haven't got time to delegate and teach your team how to effectively use their times in their gaps you know, when you're flat out with clients. So there's that type of extreme and then there's the other extreme where salon owners will see someone, say, for example, like me, where I don't work in my salon very often at all anymore. I have a a manager in there and I have an amazing team that do all of the client work for me and they go, oh, well, I'll just put on some staff and then I'll cut my hours down and see you later. It's going to be like a holiday. All these people are going to make money for me and they're going to perform and it's going to be great. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't work. You know, as the business owner, and I, I'm sorry if this offends anyone, especially if you're the second type of business owner, that 
put staff on, expected them to perform, cut your client hours back, and now you're struggling to make ends meet because, you know, they're not booked up. You've lost clients because you haven't trained them to effectively, you know, look after those clients as well as you did. Or, you know, your clients lost trust in your business because they didn't see you around anymore and you haven't had a bit of a transition period. If you're one of those people, you know, I'm sorry, but as the business owner, there's a certain number of years where you have to eat shit. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, there's no better way to put it. But you have to eat shit for a few years. You have to do everything. And just because you put staff on doesn't mean that you can just cut your hours back and, you know, sit at home while your staff are in the salon supposedly doing all the work for you. No, it doesn't work that way. There's still a period of time where you need to eat shit and do all of the things. It's harder. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be straight. It's harder. You are seeing clients. You have put new staff on. They're not fully booked. The money that you're making is, you know, covering your wage and probably part of theirs because they're not booked up yet. And there's this transition period, but it gets easier as it goes on. And, you know, you slowly cut back your hours. There is a process to it. This is something that I teach my coaching clients and my salon goal students, but there is a process and it doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. There's no magic pill you can swallow and your business is automatically how you want it to be, but you do need to continue eating shit for a while. And let me tell you, 10 years in and, you know, normally on a normal week, I go in and work six hours or less and my team handles the rest of the the client load and they make the bulk of the money in my salon business. But occasionally I still have to go and eat shit and you've got to be okay with that. Business is not easy. It's not always fun. It's not always a walk in the park. It's not sunshine and roses all day, every day. I know that a lot of people make their lives look like this on social media, but it's just not the truth. You know, for example, last Monday, I had two staff ring in sick on the one day and I had my kids to get ready for school. I had six hours on Zoom, actually six and a half hours on Zoom booked in last Monday for me. So I couldn't go into my salon and pick up the pieces. So I was coordinating everything via text message on the phone with my remaining staff that were there for the day. I was trying to delegate tasks because obviously no tasks have been delegated because unfortunately the staff that were off sick were the ones that would control what was happening in gaps and stuff like that. And there were a couple of gaps and last minute cancellations that we needed to navigate and we needed to move a shitload of clients and I had to delegate that off. So, you know, that day was a shit show for me. Like I had to go back to eating shit, but it's okay because it's my responsibility. I'm the business owner and it's not always smooth sailing. And I think that when you have these high expectations of things always being perfect and that your team is always going to be perfect and everything's going to be fine, that's when you end up getting really resentful and, you know, you end up not sort of enjoying your business anymore. So, you know, eating shit is part of it. <laughs> you you can't get away from it and there is a certain period of time that you have to do it for and you have to be prepared to go back and eat shit again. And I know that this is not a very great description, but I'm trying to get my point across to you because it's so important that you understand that. So getting back to what I was talking about, you know, 
me wanting to be the best and most sought after therapist in my salon was just keeping me stuck. It was keeping me busy with client work. And essentially, I was an employee in my business. So yes, I was the business owner. I owned the business. You know, I'm the company director, but I was an employee in that business. That business needed me to run. It needed me 40 plus hours a week, every week to run. I was locked into regular client hours that were booked out. So I couldn't just decide to have a day off last minute or, you know, going on a holiday or having a couple of days off to do something with my kids or whatever. That was an effort to organize. I couldn't just go. I didn't have that freedom and flexibility in my business. I should have because I'm the owner, but I didn't because I was an employee. And if I had have suddenly dropped all of my client hours, I think my business would have folded. I made the most money. I had the highest client retention rate. Everyone wanted me. I hadn't effectively grown my team and you know, develop them to a point where they could work and make a lot of money in there without me there. They needed someone there cracking the whip, you know, otherwise they'd slack off as soon as I was gone. So there needs to be a bit of a changeover period where, you know, you are stepping back slowly and then you're using the time that you would be spending on clients to create systems, to create policies, to develop your team, spending time with your team, not just training them to be better at their craft, but training them to think on their feet, you know, challenging them. One of my favorite things to do is when I get a dumb question, I don't answer it. I say, well, what would you do? What do you think? And I put them on the spot and it forces them to think and it forces them to think independently of me so that I'm not getting contacted for dumb shit all the time. So being the best is keeping you stuck. Spending money on all these high-end, you know, skill-based courses for yourself is keeping you stuck. It's keeping you small. So when I realised that I was the bottleneck that was keeping my business small, you know, me needing to be the best, me needing to do all the clients, make the most money. You know, I was letting my ego run the show. I started reducing my client hours. Now, like I said, I didn't just go, oh, one week I'm working 40. Now I've changed the roster and I'm only working six. No, no, no. It was something that happened over, I think, two and a half years. I would drop half a day at a time. So I started cutting down half a day at a time. And this naturally caused my clients the ones that were really devout would book like 12 months of, of appointments in advance with me so that they could ensure that they got in. And let me tell you, they never fuck me around either. They know that if they cancel last minute or if they don't show, they're not going to get back in with me. So they have that fear of missing out. So your really serious clients, all of a sudden they become a lot more serious about their appointments and rebooking. When, as I was dropping my, my days, well, half a day and then a full day, then another half a day, then a full day, as I was doing that, I put that time into creating all my systems and developing processes so that my business ran a lot more smoothly. And I documented everything so that if I wasn't there, 
there was a system for how to do everything in the business and I didn't need to be asked. I stopped investing in high-ticket training for myself and started investing in high-ticket training for my team. I used to think that, oh, all these people are going to leave one day anyway, so I'll do the training and then I'll come back and I'll train them. No, that's not good. First of all, it makes you the only one that can train your staff. So you can't really hand that off to anybody else on your team. And also it doesn't show them that they're worth investing in. So if you're only investing in high ticket training for yourself and you know, you're know you going off and doing that training overseas or interstate or with these famous trainers or whatever, and then you're just coming back and regurgitating the information, that low-key tells your team that you don't trust them and that they're not worth investing in. My team love going to training. They love going to conferences. They love knowing that I'm actually putting money into developing them and giving them skills that they didn't have before, bettering their skills. If you invest $2,000 in a training course for one person and they work for you for two years, I would say that's a pretty good return on investment, yeah? A lot of people be like, oh, I'm not spending that. You know, why would I do that? This person's going to leave eventually. Or they might even be dirty if they do work for them for two years and that person leaves. Oh, but what about that $2,000 training course that I put them through? Oh, my God. And now they've just left. What a waste of money. No, I would say that if that team member has performed for you in those two years and I know that my team members make at least Minimum, my full-time minimum is 170000 a year each. If someone's made me over three hundred k over the course of two years, that $2,000 investment was a good investment. It wasn't a waste and it's not a reason to be shitty. So I stopped doing that for myself and started investing in my team. For me, I started investing in business courses and marketing courses online and I also invested in a coach, someone to keep me accountable and keep me on the right track and give me the right knowledge and tools to actually grow my business, not get better at my job. I didn't need to get any better at my job to grow my business. I removed myself from the online booking system so people can't book with me online. I kept myself on there. A lot. I held on to this for a little bit too long and had new clients still booking in with me and that was an issue because with my booking system, people can book three months in advance. And, you know, so clients sometimes were getting on and booking like a full set with me in three months' time, but then I couldn't get my regulars in because I was only working such limited hours. And, you know, I'm all about looking after my regulars and making sure that they're feeling cared for and important because they're my OGs, you know, they're my people that have been seeing me for 10 plus years. I want to make sure they're looked after. The new clients need to go to my newer staff. So I just decided one day, no, I've got to go off. People keep booking with me. I actually tried to put my price up first. I don't know if I talked about this in another episode, but I actually put my price up first I made it really expensive so that anyone new booking in was going to have to pay nearly double for a full set. And people think this is the magic answer to getting less busy. And 
it's just funny because it doesn't work. Like tiered pricing systems don't work. People perceive things that cost more to be of greater value and then that's what they want. They'll make a way to work it into their budget. So people were still booking me. I was still booked out. I was trying to cut my hours down and I thought, oh, people won't want to pay, surely. And if they do, I'll I'll just be earning more. But I was still, I couldn't cut my hours down. People were booking in with me. They were paying almost double. And yeah, it just didn't work. So what I decided was I'm just going to not be on the booking system. People can't book in with me. Only my regular clients can book in with me when they're in salon. And that's why all of my regulars have ongoing appointments for like 12 months or more in advance. And yeah, like I said, they know that they can't really stuff around with their appointments if they want me. Otherwise, they're going to have to go in with one of the other girls, which is fine as well. I have people on my team that are better than me now because I'm not doing lashes all the time anymore. I've slowed right down. I don't do all of the treatments on my treatment menu as well because that's another thing that goes back into training. You know, when we did, for example, brow lamination training, I thought to myself, well, why do I need to know about this? You know, I need to know about it, but I don't need to know how to do it. So I invested in the training for my whole team and I just floated around and, you know, filmed content and made a few platters and fed everyone and looked after everyone. And it was it was a great day, but I don't need to know how to do lammies because I haven't got any space to fill with clients, new clients for that service. And it's an hour long service. So it's it's kind of big to fit in. And I want new clients to go to my staff, so I don't want them for myself. So there's no point in me learning that new skill. The last thing that I did to reduce down and, you know, sort of step out of the business is I only ever promoted my team's work and not my own. So I stopped posting my work on our socials. Actually, I still, I do occasionally if they're really good photos and I'm having like a content mental blank, I will repost something from a while ago that's mine, but it will never say who did it. And actually, a few of my busier girls that have been with me for, you know, three plus years now that are also booked out, they haven't got any room for new clients. I don't promote them as much. So, if you see any photos on my salon Instagram that don't say who it's by, it's usually by me or Ash, or Emily, or Tish, because we're all booked out. We can't fit anybody else in. And I want clients to go to the newer people on the team and, you know, really fill up their columns and get them booked out. So, yeah, I don't promote myself at all. I don't want people wanting me. I actually stopped showing up on my own salon socials a lot a few years ago as well, because even though I wasn't promoting my work, if I was showing up talking on stories and seeing photos of me and things like that in the salon, people naturally, they go, oh, she's the owner and then they want me. So I actually stopped doing that and I wanted my team to do that instead. So that's what happens now. I only occasionally show up on my salon stories, which is fine because I'm always on my own social media um, and that's plenty. So yeah, I, I think that promoting your own work when you're trying to grow a team is a little bit silly. So if you've only got content that you've created, I would recommend not putting your name on it or you need to put some time into collecting content or you need to, you know, really train your staff to be collecting content throughout the day so that you have content there to post to promote them with. So after all of this, 
after I had the realization that me wanting to be in the best and, you know, have the most clients, make the most money, all that sort of stuff. And then I, I sort of let go of control and I started handing more over to my team and I built systems for my business to run more effectively. And I handed over control to a manager. My business has doubled in size and tripled in profit, all with me working less on clients. So don't believe that you need to be stuck behind the chair, sitting at the lash bed, sitting at the nail table, whatever it is. You don't need to be the one performing all of the services all the time to have a wildly successful business. And you don't need to add in other income streams. I mean, I did another episode about this a few weeks ago, but if you just grow a team, you can have a salon and be really, really successful. You don't have to sell online courses and sell lashes and, you know, do master resale rights courses and things like that. You don't you don't need to do those other things to supplement your income if you're focused on the one thing. So if this is something that you need help with, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I do do one-on-one coaching with salon owners, which is completely tailored to you. Anything that you need to help grow your business or manage your team, I am there to help you. Or I do teach all of this inside of Salon Goals as well. So if you're wanting more information about that, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm over there at Lauren Lappin underscore. Send me a DM. I would love to chat with you. And as always, if you enjoyed this show, if you got anything out of it, if you've ever gotten anything out of any episode, I would love it if you would leave me a five-star rating and review. I read all of them and I feel so special when they come through and I would just be forever grateful if you could spend two minutes out of your day doing that for me if you've found any of my content helpful for you in growing your business. But that is all I've got for you today and I will see you online soon.